What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBCU Pulse and the host of HBCU Pulse Radio in the building for another special edition of the show on today. We are talking about the week that was in week 10 of HBCU football. Season's almost over, and it actually is for Division Two. There's a lot going on. It's crazy. We got Ario in the building. Ario, how you doing today? I just want to say homecoming was not great. Um, I'm sick of it. Morehouse, their students, they got their debt paid off. Howard gets a skating team. They get money from Diddy, and all we get is a lost game. I'm just – homecoming just wasn't what I thought it was, but also – I apparently, Randall, from your text, chose the wrong game because I definitely thought Howard had this in the bag, but we're coming later. I was also wrong with Alcorn and Southern. I'll let you have that too. So I'm just, you know, this weekend just wasn't my weekend. And I can admit that, and I'll take I'll take that out. I just wish it was, you know, a better weekend for me. Trust me, I totally understand because it wasn't the best weekend for me as well because Fort Valley had the opportunity to make it to the SIC championship and we literally cannot get over the hump with Albany State. Like it, it is, it is insane. They they have some type of spell on us. I don't know what's going on, but that's a whole nother story for another day. Because we're gonna talk about some Division One HBCU football, and we're gonna start with your game of the week: Alcorn versus Southern. So Alcorn won. 44 to 21. And I want to let the radio audience know that I tried to tell you, I tried to tell you that Alcorn was going to win and they probably going to be in the SWAC championship versus FAMU. But what did you think about the game? Go ahead. Just, just rub salt in the wound, Randall. I said, I said that you had it. I said that you were good. But let's go ahead and start with the main man of the night, the man that deserved the game ball. We all know who led Alcorn into this victory, Kenan Leachman. He had something to say after his press conference when he was talking to those reporters that Southern should have chose him. This was his home state's college team that he was playing against and who he really wanted to play for. But they were like, nope, we don't want you. We'll go with someone else. Well, listen, this man had a pick six and two strip fumbles for this game that ultimately ended in Alcorn scoring this 44-21. to Southern was just all over the place, three interceptions, 194 yards, two touchdowns. Those touchdowns coming into late into the third quarter. Nothing was just connecting. Alcorn was already up 7-24. to 24. Those two fumbles occurring in the first quarter. And then after that, just driving it home. I don't know what was going on in this game. Let me tell you, Alcorn held Southern to 69 rushing yards. There was nothing that Southern can get on the ground. I don't think they were ready for the defense, they wasn't ready for Leachman. I don't think they were ready for the plays that were going to come against them. And Southern was just unprepared in this whole situation. I believe they left every man open on the field. It was kind of hard to see what Alcorn's quarterback, what he was really doing. Allen knew the plays that he wanted to do. He knew where he wanted to go. And it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't really his receivers, even though they did score a couple of touchdowns. But most of those scoring points came from Leachman, who is the man of the game. This game was actually really good. It was entertaining for the least with the strip fumbles, the sacks of the quarterback, pressure on the quarterback. 
I love the intensity of the game, but Southern was just overpowered. And it's kind of weird for me to be in the SWAC, even though I completely missed this Buddy Pugh game and some other news that he has. I think this was a good game of the week, something that everybody wanted to watch. And like you said, they're creeping up to almost be that SWAC championship. We'll see in these last coming weeks because we are now just narrowing down who will play FAMU. But you might be right, Randall. Alcorn may be seeing them very, very soon. Really with Alcorn, what I'll say is this. I, I didn't think that they would be as good as they are because they had some struggles last year. And I know that they're in the West now. They dominate the East. But I think Alcorn is going to make it to the SWAG Championship for sure. It's almost confirmed at this point because that Southern Alcorn game, you said it last week, that really determined who's going to make it and play against FAMU. I think FAMU makes it out the SWAC regardless of who they play. But Alcorn has really impressed me. Jarvion Howard, you have Allen at quarterback. Like, they got some guys down there. And Fred McNair, like, he, he was down for a little bit. But now he's ready to contend again, and they have the opportunity. Like, I'm not saying that FAMU just has it all the way. I'm rooting for FAMU. I'm not going to lie to you because I want the best matchup in the Celebration Bowl. I want FAMU North Carolina Central. But Alcorn could easily make it, and that could be a, a really great game, and that could be great publicity for Jarvion Howard to possibly get into the NFL. So just looking at Alcorn, they're really impressing me, and they really deserve love. Let's talk about my game of the week, which it was a little bit disappointing because it was Tennessee State versus Charleston Southern, and Charleston Southern won 35-21. Coach Gabe Gardenia, who, of course, we know Coach Gabe, he was the former coach of Albany State University. Now, the question is, and this is the theme for the football season this year, should they have won? Because Tennessee State didn't necessarily look bad. I still think they look great. And this was the one loss I was sort of predicting for them. I didn't think it would be Charleston Southern. I thought it would be Eastern Illinois. But at the same time, I knew a loss was coming. But we have to see them beat Eastern Illinois and beat Tennessee Tech to really have a chance to possibly make it to the FCS playoffs. But they did look really good yesterday. They showed a lot of fight because they were down 21-7 to going into halftime. And they held Charleston Southern scoreless in the third quarter and they put up 14 points to tie the game 21 to 21 in the fourth quarter. The defense, as always, they stepped up. They held the Buccaneers to 108 yards passing and 88 yards rushing. So we talked about it last week. We talked about how Charleston Southern only averages 100 yards rushing per game. So they did what they were supposed to do. They held them to under 100 yards. It wasn't a big passing game. So you look at those offensive numbers and you're like, why and how did they win? Well, they won. Like how sometimes teams lose in football, especially good teams, it was mistakes. One interception that was thrown. Two fumbles. One was recovered. Like they weren't able to really stop the run game because there wasn't a lot of run yardage, but they had rushing touchdowns. And it was one play at the start of the game that I was watching, and I was looking, and you had one of the running backs for Charleston Southern he just runs through the defense. It's defenders right there. They're trying to arm tackle him. He just runs through it, runs for the touchdown. That's the first score of the game. That type of effort is not going to do it because Tennessee State was better than Charleston Southern, period. They were better than Charleston Southern. They should have won this game. And they had a very balanced offensive attack. They had 135 yards rushing, 134 yards passing. They rushed more than they passed which I was sort of trying to see them pass a little bit more because we know that right now Charleston Southern 
cannot defend the pass all that well. And Tennessee State, they stepped up against Lindenwood. They had over 200 passing yards, and they were able to win that game decisively. I wanted to see the same thing from them against Charleston Southern. But one thing that I will say, and this is the key to a Gabe Gardenia defense. I saw it for years when Albany beat Fort Valley. All those times except one when he was at Albany State, he will bring pressure. He is a defensive guy. He has some great defensive coaches that he brings on his staff. He's going to bring that defense. And fun fact, I was doing my research, doing the recap for the game, and he calls that defense at Charleston Southern the dirty blue defense. Now, Coach Gabe, <laughs> you know you wrong for that. That ain't Albany State. The dirty blue defense is at Albany State University. Don't do that, Coach Gabe. But anyway, like that defense really stepped up, and I think it sort of forced some situations where it's like, you know what? The best way that we can try to move the ball down the field is to run the ball because they have some deflections. But we know that Tennessee State is a primary run offense. And I just think that on Saturday, I wish they would have tried to pass the ball more, even with the pressure that was being applied. But at the same time, though, I'm not discouraged from Tennessee State. Now, they're not going to be my game of the week this week, (laughs) but I'm not discouraged from Tennessee State. I think that Tennessee State can still be a great FCS playoff team. I think that they can maybe win one game if they do get that selection. Because now we know they have two FCS losses. They lost to UT Martin early in the season, and now they've lost to Charleston Southern. So the real test story coming up is going to be against Eastern Illinois. If they get over that threshold, they only have two losses in the FCS. The Notre Dame loss, we don't even worry about that. They can still make the playoffs, but they have to do it now. I don't think there's any way that they are going to win the OVC Big South Championship. There's just no way. There's no mathematical way possible. So they have to go in and be in that large bid, and then I think they can make some things happen. But overall, Tennessee State did lose, but I am encouraged from what I saw. They didn't just lay down. They fought back. They had some chances to get back in the game, but ultimately Charleston Southern and Coach Gabe won out. This is just one of those things where it's, like you said, it's not as bad, but this is one of those teams where this is not the time to actually lose in an easy game such as this. I didn't watch this game, but there are two things that I can say for sure about Tennessee State. I know that Eddie George and his teams know how to adjust, just like how you said they came back from a 21-7 deficit to tie it. I know that he knows how to create those game plans, so I can say that they are really good at adjusting. But I also can say, too, that Tennessee State has pulled a couple of upsets this season that has looked like they can overcome their challenges. So I'm with you. I'm not too worried. But at the same time, this is just this wasn't one of those schools that you should have lost to that would have been really nice to have a win underneath your belt. And it happens. And and we see it. There are just little things where you may have threw it to the wrong person. You're not looking at where the defender is down the field. You're not closing the gaps that you should be. You're not making the plays off in time. And this is just one of those games that the quarterback in his sense in the team is just like just little tiny things that just add up. And of course, you can't make those for the next couple weeks because you have to win these next couple games. I wish they would have won. This is a game that you really had me excited about. And I was happy that they were on this winning streak and that the team was now seeing some kind of adjustment with the crowd and with the fans and with sponsors and everything that was going on. Everything was going great for Eddie George, and I still think that he should take this victory. There is nothing negative besides losing that you should do from this, but now the pressure is on. You have to continue your wins. You have to fix those mistakes, 
And from here on out, everything that you do determines how the rest of your season and postseason is going to go. Exactly. But I'm, I'm still pulling for Tennessee State to make it. You just like you can never count on the committee to sort of make those right choices because there were some non HBCUs that didn't make it that were like, what the world? Like, why didn't we make it? So you, you never know. But as long as they went out, they definitely have a chance, and we want to see Tennessee State make it. I think that'll be a great win for Eddie George. That'll help him on the recruiting trail, and he'll have a lot to say to recruits to say, hey, we're winning over here. Come and let's build something great. All right? But shout out to Tennessee State. You lost, but we're still pulling for you. Don't, don't go anywhere. Y'all know why, right? Yeah. HBCU Pulse Radio will be right back after this commercial break. This episode is sponsored by the Syracuse University School of Education. A pioneer in inclusive education, Syracuse offers scholarships for graduate programs in teacher preparation, counseling, higher education, educational leadership, instructional design, and more. Syracuse's equity-driven community leads in inclusive and anti-racist research and practice, as well as experimental learning and the integration of digital technologies. Advance the future of learning and your career. Visit soe.syr.edu slash pulse to learn more. That's soe.syr.edu slash pulse. HBCUs are more than a trend. Yeah. We're forever a part of the culture. HBCU Pulse always has you on lock. From the shade room to your favorite news feed. And now on your TV and radio. We are, are, the, are, are the number one outlet for HBCU culture. Follow, Follow. HBCU Pulse on social media and visit hbcupulse.com to stay up to date on what's going on in the HBCU community. Welcome, Welcome back. back. In, in, in four, three, two, one. To HBCU Pulse Radio, the heart of HBCU culture. But let's do this, Ario. So we didn't pick South Carolina State versus Howard because we thought it was just a done deal. South Carolina State, Buddy P might have his Eddie Robinson 1997 season in which, hey, Eddie Robinson, legend, coached there for 56 years at Grambling. He goes 3-8. and eight. We just thought, okay, you, you, you beat Delaware State, you beat the Citadel, that's good. Now, he, now he can still go 3-8, and eight, but still, he beat Howard, and we think Howard has the opportunity to make the Celebration Bowl, and they still do have that chance, but South Carolina State won, Buddy Pugh won, and it's in the midst of not only Buddy Pugh and then trying to find his replacement, he also, in a shocking turn, is now the interim athletic director, Ariel. It's a lot going on at South Carolina State, and it was just their homecoming. So, Ariel, listen, you are the MEAC graduate. Like, you know about celebration bowls. You know about winning. You know about championships. Were you expecting this win from South Carolina State and Buddy Pugh? I know. Uh, just, just to be sure, I was going to I was, I was have a grand speech about what is going on with Buddy Pugh and South Carolina State. No. I really think this was just luck. I I really, really do. Because it scares me that, first of all, it scares me that these past two games that Quentin Williams has not had an interception have been games that he has lost, which is weird. Every game that Howard has won this season has at least one or two interceptions by Quentin Williams, except for one. Because now, Randall, they're actually third in the MEAC right now 
North Carolina Central is undefeated and they will remain to me undefeated unless they want to do a shocking surprise in the conference and Howard beat Central, which is really going to send our picks in who's making to the Celebration Bowl really, really wild. Because if Central does lose this game against Howard, now South Carolina and Central will be tied for first, which is weird. And that means Howard will have to lose the rest of their games. And that means Central will have to lose one more game. And Buddy Pugh and a miracle that only God could do could actually go back to the Celebration Bowl. And if you look at it, Randall, I'm going to go ahead and hit it you real quick. If you were to tell me that a team that has been playing for behind all season had three turnovers and was held in passing yards, was going to come out with a three-point win over a team that is better than them in defense, better than them in offense, their only touchdowns came from a running back. South Carolina State made no passing touchdowns. I mean, I'm excited for Buddy Pugh. I'm excited for what happened. I'm glad that his season is finally picking up. But right now, to hold Howard to 53 rushing yards total of this game, this is just Buddy Pugh magic. Whatever you have, I'm ready to see it. This game encapsulates for me why football is so weird. Like, football is such a weird sport from, like, College football, the recruiting, transfer portal, all the different stuff like that. You got the NFL, like you'll trade like Jerry Rice for a third round pick in 2045. Like it's just like stuff like that. Like football is so weird. I'm a basketball guy. If you have a good player, you trade for a good player. In basketball, you have better players on the court, you win. But there's an off chance you lose. And why does a better team lose to a team that's not better? Strategy. But see, in football, for some reason, you got teams that run the ball that are winning the games. Because first and foremost, you got Jawan Howell. And I had to to check this, Ariel, because I'm like, is is my phone tripping or my notes tripping? Because this man had 283 yards. And like you said, three touchdowns. There were no passing touchdowns. He had three touchdowns. How in the world... In 2023, on 27 attempts, do you have 284 yards? Was the defensive line there? Like, did they come to Orangeburg? Because how do you 284? Like, are, are you for real? And then a net of 283. Here's the thing: he only lost one yard. He only lost one. <laughs> like, like, how do you only lose one yard? But then at the same time, you only win by three points. What? In the world, like you, you have Corey Fields Jr. He had 11 pass attempts, only connected on three of them for 19 yards. Like this is a track meet. <laughs> like, like this is a track meet. I thought I saw Scary out there running at this point. Like, what's like, like what is going on in HBC football? What's going on in football? Period. I, I, I can't wrap my mind around it. I'm trying to watch all these games. You got folks rushing for almost 300 yards by themselves. I only do that in football games when I cheat. Okay, like what? What is what is going on here, Ariel? Like what is going on in football? You didn't tell me it would be like this when I came up from the basketball side, Ariel. I didn't know it was going to be like this. I didn't know that Juwan Howell was going to be the only one to score three touchdowns at that. None of the players that you thought we were going to see actually impacted the game. I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. That's what I'm saying. Buddy Pugh, I don't know what he did. I don't, I don't even think he knows what happened. I think he's just like, a win is a win. A win is a win. 
And we're all just like, listen, go off. Whatever you have to do to be central, go off. But this is ridiculous. I should have watched this game. <laughs> this was the game that should have been on my radar. I just, I really thought Howard had it in the bag. I, I really did. With them in South Carolina State had three turnovers that you could not capitalize on. Howard had zero zero to, it was a literally a perfect game and i just the the part I, I don't understand is this like howard is a great team number one like they've been amazed and i think they're gonna go up even more and it's the conversation that hey we believe north carolina central is going to be good without davius richard because they got a guy back there like that's that's sim on davius richard that, that can spin it but howard can really be competitive because it's howard you know folks want to go to howard folks know howard and then you have a coach there that can recruit because you're gonna have to find another quarterback after Quentin Williams. But the thing is that this game is crazy because Howard's a good team. South Carolina State has struggled. Buddy Pugh is a great coach, but you can't coach 283 yards. You can scheme for it. You can say, hey, let's put you in the best position to get you the most yardage possible and have a dedicated run attack because we see something on that defensive line that we can exploit. But you can't coach 283 yards. Like That's just that's just a great game. That, that's a great day. But also another thing, too, I'll say, Ariel, is that back in the day, when you saw games like this, they weren't recorded. You'd hear about it. You'd read a recap and be like, wait, 283? I don't believe that. Like, do you realize, Ariel, there are folks that doubt that Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points. Like, that's far, and it's not even a, a joke anymore. There's like, well, we didn't see it. There's no film of it. Mind you, you have a paper of him holding up 100 points. You have a radio broadcast. I'm saying, hey, Wilt Chamberlain just scored 100 points. Why would the NBA lie about that? But people are like, well, we don't know if he scored it. These are the type of games here with this young man, Jawan Howell. He goes for 283 yards, three touchdowns, and then the quarterback has, has like, under that three times, like, really more than three times. Like, you hear about this. You don't see this. So I'm going to do, I didn't watch the game. I did not. I'm going to go watch this game <laughs> at, this, at this point before it, get, it gets taken. You got to take the film down from that because you can't, you can't be having that out there <laughs> because NFL's got to see that and be like, you know what? Jawan Howell, the first round pick is Caleb slipping. Okay. Caleb slipping down the board a little bit. We might, we might pick Howell with that first pick. You know what I mean? Might as well. Listen, amazing stuff going on. The MEAC is interesting. HBCU football is just incredibly interesting. And it's so sad because the season is almost over, but we're going to salvage these last few weeks. Of course, like I said, Division Two is over, but Division One, we still have some games going on. So we have our games of the week, all right? So I have Howard versus North Carolina Central. So we talked about Howard ad nauseum. I'm not counting Howard out at all. I think North Carolina Central, just to start off, is going to win this game. But Howard has to get their face back a little bit. So they might go in there and they'll say, hey, we're going to contend with you all because we can't let what happened on last Saturday happen this Saturday. This was the matchup we all were looking for. I think Davius Richard is going to have a phenomenal game. He's going to have a Davius Richard-esque game. I think Davius Richard is someone that you honestly cannot game plan for. And for me, when you have that Jackson State 2022 Celebration Bowl team that could not stop Davies Richard with the defense that they had. You had Elon that, that, that couldn't stop him. We, we sort of saw what UCLA did, but we didn't see a full sample size of what that defense could do against Davies Richard. But you've seen them. New Hampshire, well, a playoff team last year, they, they couldn't stop him. So I just think Davies Richard is dynamic. He has an amazing skill set. I'm going to start calling him Steve McNair Light 
because he might not be Steve McNair. Steve McNair was one of a kind, but Davius Richard, at least from the numbers perspective, is putting us in a Steve McNair type realm because he's running with his legs. He's passing the ball. So I just think that North Carolina Central is going to win this game. I think Collier is going to be someone to really look for. But I want to see Eden James go off. Because Eden James, since we did the profile on him, and since he's come back from his injury, he had that great game against Northwestern, he's been sort of quiet. That Norfolk game was quiet. This game against South Carolina State was really quiet. So I want to see Eden James go off like you rushed 200 yards. I, it probably don't happen against North Carolina Central, but Eden James needs to rush for 200 yards. He had that screen pass. That was a great screen pass, and then he ran in for a touchdown. But I just want to see Eden James turn up because he's that talented, and I think he can be a true game changer. But there's other great players on Howard's side. I really wish that Howard could have won the South Carolina State game, all joking aside, because I would have loved to have seen an undefeated in the MEAC Howard go up against an undefeated in the MEAC North Carolina Central. I think that would have made for must-see TV. But now it might be in their head a little bit. And North Carolina Central might say, you know what? I see something here. So let's go on and get the win. So for me, I'm going to pick North Carolina Central, but I'm not going to count Howard out because you got to get your face back. But in the case, Ario, that North Carolina Central wins 62-28, it is what it is. Okay, but I'm just saying, got to give Howard some credence. My game of the week, I'm going to ride the Buddy Pew train and go with South Carolina State versus Morgan State. You're looking at it, looking at Corey, Corey Fields Jr. on the season, he already has seven interceptions going this season, and now you finally have Howell coming in as a rushing yards leader with seven touchdowns in the season as well. But when you look at it, Morgan State is not going to be counted out. Their quarterback, the quarterback that they have in Anthony, he is putting up numbers that are outrageous and something that I feel like he holds the team together. When the team doesn't feel like rallying or they can't find openings to get into the red zone or to make plays that will be extraordinary against any opponent that they have. I think he is one of those people. He's a leader. I can't say that. The The quarterback that they do have at, at Morgan State, he's a leader for their team, and he knows how to fire them up, and he knows how to get them to play a game. South Carolina State is just surprising. You never know. You know, they're, they're in their Forrest Gump era. Their life is a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get with them. It's up. It's been up and down this whole season. And sometimes they win games. Sometimes they lose games. Sometimes they make a whole bunch of mistakes, like how they had in this Howard game, and they end up winning. And sometimes they make a little of mistakes, and they end up losing. I don't know what you're going to get in this game. And I can't confidently say that I know the winner of this game. However, if I had to choose between the lesser I, I would believe South Carolina State can come out of this with a win. Will it be a close win? I can say that. Morgan State does know how to rally and come back in the second half. If they are down, they can score some points on you. But South Carolina State may have this in the bag. Maybe this might be another three-point game. This might be another field goal game. Or maybe they win by a touchdown. But I don't see anything that says blowout about this game. This game could really go either way. But South Carolina State... Is going to be my pick, and hopefully Buddy Pugh does not disappoint me with his new two jobs that he has. But, Aria, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at underscore underscore dot martaday. Aria, put me in the hot seat on Twitter at askriri underscore underscore, or follow me on my website at the unnextopinion.weebly.com. 
Like what you hear? Uh, yeah. Subscribe to HBCU Pulse Radio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, head to HBCUPulse.com to stay up to date on what's going on in the HBCU community. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening, listening to HBCU, HBCU Pulse, Pulse Radio. Radio.